This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Omniverse. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Visit CthulhuMystery.com and head to Patreon.com slash Omniverse Media to join our community of fans and unlock further secrets. Do you hear that? In the cruel blackness of night, an unknowable evil from beyond time cries out. What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham, and which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call, the call of Cthulhu. Top Hat Cigarettes bring you part three of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Tonight's strange story... Divide and conquer. If you find yourself at a crossroads when choosing a brand of cigarettes, why not pick the best dressed? Top Hat cigarettes are flavorful and clean smoking. None of that peppery dust causing dry mouth and sore throat. After toasting, Top Hat cigarettes undergo our unique cold ammonia process, ensuring that every puff is a pleasure and keeps your lungs dapper as a dandy. Just ask any doctor of medicine, or better still, ask Dr. Gede Munoz, an expert in the field of virility and life extension, who says, I prescribe all my patients take up smoking top hat cigarettes. Their unique ammonia additive doesn't just make for a cleaner smoking experience. It keeps their bodies youthful and virile, and their minds sharp. Plus, I love the taste. I could smoke two at a time. Sometimes I do. Smoke to your health, and do it in style with top hat cigarettes. Following the mysterious murder of Hannah Pickering, her housemates have been conscripted by Arkham Police Detective Harden to see if they can discover any leads. Ex-Federal Agent Sam Spade heads the novice task force and together they travel to the site of Miss Pickering's murder, a rural roadside near the city dump where, not 12 hours prior, the discovery of her desecrated body shook a young police officer to his very core. Meanwhile, the crazed Bible salesman Father Grandfather has run off to conduct his own investigation and prove his mad theory that it was a demon who struck the poor girl down. You guys are all hopping in the car. Mm-hmm. Agent Spade's getting driven out of the dump, and the rest of you guys are swinging We're going back. to the morgue okay. first, and then we're going to go to the address. Okay, so you guys Hank, are just going to go to the morgue together. Then. Uh, Hank and Spade are going to the dump. And we're going to the morgue, and then we're going to the, the address. The dump's the furthest happens. away, because that's, that's like out of town. When you guys uh, make your way out there, this is, you know, way out on the, the north side of the town. North Garrison Street is the, uh, the street where they, they found her body. As, as you guys drive out, you guys see uh, the turnoff to go towards where the dump is. There's a big oak tree kind of right near that fork, and something scrawled on the oak tree. It looks like chalk. Outside of that, up, up the road a piece, not too far, is a farmhouse. That's kind of what like you guys see in the immediate area. 
the chalk thing. Okay, I mean, you guys, you guys can is it stop. Just like, like a construction marker, or is it? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it, it basically looks like just a, a circle mark. Somebody's kind of marked off with it. Looking, looking, kind of at the the base of the tree area. Uh, this looks like this is probably the scene of the crime uh, that they've been referring to, and that looks like probably why it's marked off. You guys are guessing you're just going to hop out, kind of take a quick look yeah, at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is a starting point, we okay. can get to work. So they're going to drop you, you guys, you two off. You guys can walk the rest of the way to the dump and then... Yeah. Okay. I'm going to roll for uh, occult here. Okay. Uh, I got a, a 76, unfortunately, on my occult uh, 26, uh, because I know that Haitian voodoo rituals often a tree is used as a crossroads, if, I, if the chalk meant anything. But if it's an indication of a crime scene, then I guess it's nothing. But. Yeah. You're looking at it. You don't, you don't get too much off of it. You figure... Doesn't look like a voodoo place in this case, hmm. but you're not sure. Fair enough. Moving on. Okay, so the two of you guys drive back to town. Meanwhile, Hank Jr. and uh, Agent Spade. You guys look over the crime scene? Yeah, I can start looking at the crime scene. If you start looking around for tracks, where she came from, where she was going, if there's other footsteps, you you, you know what you're looking for. Let's see, let's, see, let's see what we see. 30, and um, my track is 50. Uh, well, you look around. You You're kind of paying attention to the ground particularly, after about a good 20 minutes of kind of like appraising the area, uh, a lot of the area is kind of disturbed because of where they, they came in, got the body and everything. But from what you can see, you see what were probably her tracks, which look erratic, coming to arrest where the main place has been disturbed, where her body is. Most of the other tracks that you see are coming from the roadside, which would probably be police corn or whatever. You don't see any other tracks besides that. You no, like, nothing, nothing weird other than that just sticks out? No, you don't seem to see anything. Okay. Uh, both of you guys make either a, a cult, anthropology, or history roll. Well, I got a 67 for my searching around. Okay. That was the spot hidden. 86 for my occult. Failed. I don't have anything in any of that. Okay. Well, I mean, you can always roll luck, lucky, and you oh, okay. Know, yeah, let's roll. Well, first. Sorry, I mean, you know, just roll to get I lucky. Have, so even stuff you have one percent in, you can. Sometimes I have ninety nine in accounting. I don't know what I'm gonna use that for. So I just need to roll against my luck. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what you got there. Seventy five out of a luck of eighty. You don't really see anything like that, but you're kind of checking this place out, and you think if any if anyone else was here, it might have been tracked over, but you got a, you got a sense that it's. It really was only, was was only the 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 cops corners and everything. Okay. You you don't, you don't I don't I don't get the sense that there was another party involved. Not at all. Okay. So that's weird. And now now you don't even see animal tracks. Right. Okay. So this is out by yeah, the dump. You this guys, is what you guys, they mean by out by the dump. Is this yeah. tree? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, basically, this tree's out by the dump. The dump's a, a little further up the road. Mm -hmm. If you guys wanted to go check it out. Check out the dump itself. Yeah. Do the tracks give us any reason to go to the dump? The tracks, the tracks come from them, or was it no, like, no, no, no. Okay. She's she was kind of walking from Arkham. Okay. Towards the dump. Potentially, I mean, she's just a little shy of it. If if the dump is uh, north of town, and there's this main road coming out of it, she died just before the turnoff into where the dump would be. Can you retrace her steps as if she, she was actually walking? You, like, like she, he could actually step in her steps. And okay, well, how, how does it look like she's walking? Well, the two of you guys kind of work on this for a while. What you're getting a sense of is her trail seems to have been coming from Arkham to the south. Occasionally you lose it because she walks off into the street, which is corroborates the story of the people that had seen her last night uh, around 11 or so. Basically, from what you guys can see, I mean, you guys lose track of it after a while because of her wandering on and off the, the, the blacktop, but she had just been wandering erratically north. 
So she wasn't heading towards the dump or any particular direction. She was just kind of... It's it's hard it, to tell. It, she, it looks like she was just kind of drunk out of her gourd and just hovering around. Like, how big is the blood stains? Uh, anything like that? Uh, there's a fair amount of blood, but not as much as you would expect from the way everyone's described it. The way she would have been, like, laying down on the ground, is, is she, like... Does it look like she started to run, like she was being chased, and then she was attacked and thrown down on the ground, or...? Doesn't seem to be. A lot of disturbing around where the body is, but it's hard to tell whether that was... Whether it was her being attacked or her just being moved afterwards or something, but you don't you don't see anything that really makes that clear. Is she up against the tree or by the tree? By the tree. As, as you're, like, looking around at the tree and everywhere, so you can kind of see through, like, the lightly wooded fields, you can see the, the um, part of the dump at the distance from here. I mean, it's not that far away. The other thing you can see, mm-hmm. there's also a, a, a farmhouse uh, up the road a little bit. Is What's closer, the dump or the farmhouse? The farmhouse is a little bit closer. Farmhouse? And that's on the main road. I'm thirsty. Maybe they have some nice tea. Meanwhile, Father Grandfather has Father run grandfather. up uh, to the uh, esteemed Halicot es- uh, abode, which uh, is uh, got a delightful white picket fence in front of it. It's painted a tasteful yellow. Well, how lovely. Yep, it is <laughs> truly a lovely home. I uh, go up to the door, knock, knock. I say knock, knock. I don't actually knock. I go knock, knock. <laughs> What's wrong with me? God, I don't know. People so you, me. You, you talk to the door for a while, <laughs> trying. and then ev- eventually uh, the door opens, and there's a, a nice old woman. Maybe she's you know in, in her uh, late fifties, early sixties. She says, uh, "What what can I do for you, my son?" Why, hello, uh, wonderful woman. Have you seen Mister Halibut? Hal Haricot. Halliman. Sixty year old man at my door. What can I do for you, my son? Halicot? What uh are you looking to speak to my son? Ah yes, the uh the officer, yes. You see I'm I'm helping investigate the evil that's permeated in this town and uh I was told that he had some answers for me. And, and who who are you, sir? I am a humble Bible salesman. As you can see, I'm a good person. I sell the word of the Lord and right now I'm investigating the evil that the Lord wants me to to stop. I see, I see, okay. So if you lead me to him, I will uh, I will have a friendly banter with him, and we will get along just fine. She seems a little confused at what you're asking, but <laughs> your persuade's like 99%. Yeah. Go ahead and roll that. <laughs> Watch me at 164. Okay, so she is confused, but you do sell Bibles, so... Obviously, you can't be up to no good. That's oh, I'm a very good person. Yeah, I've been doing this for 62 years. Exactly. <laughs> so, as as a Bible salesman who would never harm a woman or anything, uh, she lets you in, and this is a Bible salesman with a black eye. I might add. <laughs> You've all fallen on hard times. Speak here, here, come with me, my, my, my son. He's in his room, uh, and she. Ah, my son. Uh, she le- she leads you back uh, to to speak with uh, Officer Halicott. Uh, when when she opens the door to the room, he's uh, 
sitting there on the bed. It's a small single bed. The the room itself looks like something a, a high school kid would have. Like you actually see like a a high school football team pennant up on the wall. How old is this person? Jesus. Uh, he's a cop, right? Yeah, he, yeah looks, he's like, he looks like he's in his early 20s. Thank, thank you for, for guiding me here now. Uh, let, let the men talk for a bit. It's my get a bit serious. You know, we have to have a serious debate. So, uh, No yeah. problem, sir. Would, would you like some tea? Oh, no, no, I'm fine. Tea doesn't suit me. Thank you. Coffee, perhaps? Oh, no, I'm I'm good. No, I'm okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Please, please leave us now. If you or Edmund need anything, just call. All right, my, all right, my son. I locked the door. <laughs> okay. So uh, Edmund is looking up at you, and he says, uh, "Who are you?" I am but a simple Bible salesman, who the Lord has brought to you today to ask you a few questions. First, have you ever seen a Bible like this before? And I open it up and do my whatever it is. I open it and I pull out a pipe bomb. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this, this here thing is a tool from the Lord. It is an explosive device that will take out this entire building. His Isn't that crazy? His eyes go wide. <laughs> now I have some questions for you. Now I advise you answer them, or we're both going to be meeting our makers pretty soon. And I know which one of us is going to be letting into heaven. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> what do you know about the case of the woman who was torn up and got her organs missing and such? Preggers. Oh God. <laughs> This thing's this. on a timer, so okay, I need okay. to stop it Listen. at some point. I mean, I'm an old man. I don't care about dying. I got nothing to lose. But you, man, you just started. Listen, they just called me out to go check up on her, find the old la or find that lady. She she was wandering the streets or something. I went out there. I barely saw her at first, lying on the side of the road, and I stopped. And I went out, and she was just torn open, man. Anything around that you saw that might help me lead me on the right path, the righteous Lord saw fit to bring me like here. Bert suitcase. Oh man, there's only like two and a half minutes left on this timer, so you better give me something. Something that makes me leave this room. <laughs> She's covered in slime. It was disgusting. Slime? Where where would you get covered in slime like that? Like like a giant snail walked on her. Giant snail walked on her. Where 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 would one get a giant snail in this day and age? <laughs> Oh man, we only got like two Please minutes left on this timer. Please don't kill me! Alright, 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 calm down, son, calm down, son. Calm down, son. Calm down, son. Now tell me something else, because you got like a minute and a half left. Why? I didn't, I didn't mean to. I just cried like a baby. Alright, alright, alright. Crown, you're dead, son. Give me, give me something. Alright, I need to roll a check to persuade him to tell me something decent, or like psychology. Okay. I'm using reverse psychology. I don't know anything. Yeah, you can roll psychology. <laughs> Alright, my psychology is at 75. 92. Man, I hate my fucking rolls. <laughs> Shit. Cock ass. So, I mean, this, this kid's a blubbering wreck. Basically, he just, like, after muttering about, uh, about how he was crying like a baby, he just begins, like, glistening. Slime cover. It's disgusting. Glistening. Slime cover. What happened? I don't know, but there's only 60 seconds left on this timer, so you better listening slime cover. What does it all mean? I don't know. Please don't kill me. My mom's in this house. Oh, your mom's lived to a ripe old age. She won't mind death. Probably a good, sweet release for her at this oh, point. God. Are we going to make him roll for fuck oh, that he stops the bomb? <laughs> he never let it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I, I need to ask. You know anything else that might help? You saw the body open. Uh, you saw a slime trail, she was glistening, do you know, do you know where she was heading? Do you know what she was doing? I just, listen, somebody saw her, 
driving, when they were driving down the road, and then I got called out. Like, they just wanted me to check on her, bring her I back to the station. nobody told you anything. What? No, they just said some crazy lady's walking down the road, and I went out to find her. Oh, well, that's annoying. Well, this bomb doesn't really have a timer, so since you're useless, I'm gonna get out of here. Thank you, and may the Lord provide. <laughs> God! <laughs> I bolt for it! Oh, God! <laughs> I, ju I jump through the window. <laughs> And then flee back to the house, I'm assuming? No, I'm gonna probably head to like the morgue. Okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> So meanwhile, in the in the morgue, where uh, you guys go in, there's an attendant there who looks you over, says, uh, "Is there anything I can do to help you two? Uh, we, we're here aiding the investigation, Detective Harden's investigation of uh, the unfortunate murder last night. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said you guys would be coming by. Um, come with me. It's pretty ugly though. And as we're walking, uh, do you, I was told that some of her vital organs may have been missing. Do you happen to know? Yeah, yeah, uh, Corner says, looks like her uterus and, uh, the majority of her lower digestive tract are all gone. Uh, all right. Is that the extent of the damage, or is there anything else outside of just that? It's not pretty, uh, but basically, yeah, she's, she's cracked open pretty good. Did you check underneath her nails for any kind of sign of struggle, or...? I was there with the corner when he was taking his notes. He didn't He didn't remark anything about it, but, uh, I mean, you're certainly welcome to check. Oh, Mr. Lenny, have you, have you done this before? Yeah, <laughs> I've read a lot about it. Detective novels. <sighs> so he, uh, takes you in, uh, un unslabs the body and, uh, displays it out for you. Both of you guys roll your sanity. I rolled a 97 out of 76. It's pretty nasty, uh, D4 sanity loss, so here. You want to roll that or you want me to? You. Okay, so you're a little unnerved by... Uh, I'll throw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> my sanity is 55 and I rolled a 99. Oh. <laughs> so that is a D4 for you as well of sanity loss. And the both of you are pretty unnerved by this, but you guys were expecting it, so it's not life-changingly shocking. But it's it's gruesome. Her ribs are all cracked open. It almost looks like a bomb went off inside of her. Like a main lobster torn right open. I think you know one person who uh, has a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no signs of burning or anything, like, so, you know, it's not actually a bomb. You know, who knows? Well, uh, I think we've seen what we need to see here. Um, I'm going to check the coroner's notes to see exactly what he wrote down for what was missing. Roll your library use, which I think you have. I have a hundred percent. Okay, I, so. I, I shoot a glance to uh, to Miss Delaney and I God, excuse myself out 100%. in the hall. <laughs> well, you look over the notes. Uh, yeah, there don't seem to be any signs of struggle. No bruises in the arms. No scars or anything like that. No signs of you know blood under the fingernails. Nothing like that. But what about things that are missing? Like specifically, what organs? Oh yeah, basically she is missing her her uterus, the majority of her small intestine, a chunk of her colon pieces of uh, her stomach but in the lacerations would they appear to be of like a explosion like as from internally extruded or was it more of like a ripped open the cor type of coroner's how his, they have it stitched up is probably his notes um indicate that she it, it has the appearance of having been torn open like that he is marking it off as a bear or possibly a wolf attack validated uh, uh that's that's his current assumption 
It uh, definitely does not look like a bear attack, or like they would have eaten but, more. But, but out, out, outside of that, he, he is open to the possibility that it was done with some sort of serrated knife. He doesn't see the signs of struggle on the body to really put his full faith behind it. It's too early in the timeline for toxicology. <laughs> but her ribs <laughs> were polite. broken and folded away. So she was, it was Whoever it was did bad. this would have had to have some kind of surgical yeah. instruments or the mighty arms of a bear. <laughs> she really wouldn't be a bear. Well, in this country, thing. you have the right to bear arms. <laughs> Zing. So, so, any further uh, uh, corpse touching that you guys want to do? <laughs> no, sir. Somebody say corpse touching. Nope, I think touching. we're fully done here. Okay. So, did somebody, did somebody say, corpse say corpse touching? It's like something just exploded out of it. Just like, bam. I really... I'm going to... While she ain't looking, you know, uh, take a pill out of my pocket and just, <laughs> you know, chomp a bit off of it. Just a, just a corner. Okay, okay. Well, you, you just take a corner knowing your delicate physique and uh, promptly find uh, you're feeling much better about this whole thing. <sighs> there is much less sense of menace to the world. But it still doesn't make very much sense. I mean, you why? You are a bold lady. <laughs> I put my arm around her. No, seriously, though. I mean, I, I've, I've never seen a dame swoop right in there. Oh, dead body, let me read about it. You, you're something. You're something, kid. I have to keep a moment of composure about myself, or else I might lose my temper and you only. But, uh, I keep adjusting my glasses like you can hear it over the radio. <laughs> yeah, she, has, she, has, she has been adjusting her glasses like crazy. Begging your pardon, Miss Derringer. That's not my name. That's the name of a gun. But it is now. I'm so sorry. I was thinking about a, a gun I might want to buy. Uh, this, town is, this town is going downhill. Uh, I am just... I'm just sincerely out of sorts with everything that's happened. Hopefully this other apartment's going to, the address is going to shed some light on everything. Hopefully it'll give us more information than this exploded corpse. Eager for new installments of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, why wait by the radio when you can subscribe to receive the latest episodes on your favorite podcast player? What's more, you can be a part of bringing this show to life by supporting us on Patreon. We're listener-supported, and your generous contributions directly fund the production of future series. Sound design, score, actors, all made possible by fine folks just like yourself. Some folks have even subscribed to certain tiers of Patreon to become credited producers of the show. At patreon.com slash omniversemedia, you'll find a wealth of mystery program bonus content, including outtakes, uncut gaming sessions, expanded score, and Cthulhu Cthomentary, an original podcast that dissects this show, episode by episode. Here's a clip from Divide and Conquer, where our creative team talks with Doug Banks, the performer who plays the lovable Hank Jr. When I was trying to come up with a character to play, I didn't want to do the typical investigator. And I thought, well, let me make like a lovable dummy. Like if Clark Kent didn't have any superpowers. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so naive. He's got that credit rating where, you know, you like him. As soon as you talk to him, you're like, oh, this poor kid. He doesn't belong here. <laughs> like, and, that uh, makes total sense for Hank. That's yeah. The, yeah, that, that's like exactly him. 
Tonight, for your listening pleasure, I've got something new from across the pond. This is a band out of foggy old London town called Hamptons. And much to my surprise, they're performing a unique spin on Southern Blues music. This track is called Riot Tonight, and it's from their self-titled debut record. I'll tell you this, folks. I don't know much about limey politics, but their band leader plays a mean mouth organ. This is a notice to you benefit scroungers. Your weekly claim is being reduced. Don't bother complaining, you're under our boots. There's nothing you can do anyway. Hey, man, right tonight, right tonight. Your great uncle died in a war for this the nation all of the classes are pulling their weight and these dirty bad buggers are squatting in houses let's make it illegal and kick them all out on the street yeah. right tonight right tonight a million men died in a war for this burning Before pointing his finger at me and my colleagues who are entirely blameless for this mess that we find ourselves in. And remember that we're all in it together. We're all in it together now. In our ivory tower blocks, watching TV. And we've all got talent. Life is so easy and free. Tonight, right tonight 
Thanks for listening to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And be sure to subscribe to our series via your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. Episode 3, Divide and Conquer, was written and performed by Luke Stram, Kat Flackard, Doug Banks, Kay, Brandon Gerson, and Rule Knudsen, and is based on the Call of Cthulhu scenario, Behold the Mother, from Dead Reckonings, published by Chaosium Incorporated. The series is edited and produced by Colin Peterson and Kat Blackard, and the original score is composed and performed by Ryan McQuinn and Mike McQuinn of Neon Dolphin. Home for all your custom music needs and more, neondolphinmusic.com. For full episode credits, transcripts, as well as character sheets and other supplemental material, visit CthulhuMystery.com. This program is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Join us at Patreon.com slash Omniverse Media. All characters appearing are fictitious, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This series is recorded and produced in Central Florida and Nashville, Tennessee, on lands ruthlessly taken from their indigenous people, the Tamuqua and Seminole, and Yuchi, Shawnee, and Cherokee, respectively. To learn more about the First Nations of the lands where you live, visit native-land.ca. This has been the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Good night. Omniverse. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please try to get some sleep tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. Nothing helps. You could try sleep sound. No thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us. Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had a bad dream in ages. (laughs) Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho? Stop. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, you still haven't told me who you're bringing to graduation. Oh. Your heart is racing. How can you tell? You're lying on top of me. What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher. You know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils. Dreamers, Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts.